Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody. It's Hey, It's Okay. I'm your host, Joe Elvin. And believe me, everything really is going to be okay. We're here for your commute as ever. We've got Jim Chapman on the show today, and we're going to be talking about everything from sort of social media annoying people to ghosts. And I, for one, am excited. Stay tuned. Hello, hello. It's Hey, It's Okay. Today on the podcast, we have Glamour's, well, um, I'm still going to call you Glamour's social media editor. It's <laughs> Kat Brown. Hello. Hello. And we have um, sort of like, we were just discussing what to even call you, Jim Chapman. It's like <laughs> Kat Brown came up with Swiss Army Knife, which I think really kind of sums it up. Sort of okay. like YouTuber, writer, vlogger. I know you hate influencer, but you are totally an influencer mm. with all your millions of followers. You're probably really good at DIY as well, aren't yeah. you, Jim? Awful at DIY, actually. Oh, thank God. Terrible, yeah. Well, you know, I, I hate to say it, but sort of like... Really incredibly stylish, fashionable men don't tend to be <laughs> handy with a hammer. Do you know what? I've realised I mean, that actually yeah. my walls are really thick. I've been trying to put a few shelves up, um, and I t- my brother used to be a carpenter, so I call him and go, "Hey, dude, um, I'm trying to drill into my into my wall," um, and and he, I knocked on it and went, "Sounds like plasterboard." Underneath, pure concrete. Um, so, yeah, it's t- it took me ages to put up these. Sh- I, they're straight, so they're on, and they're, and, and they're sturdy, but it took me like 45 minutes, and it should have been like a 12-minute job. Nothing heavy particularly on them, is there? There's hats on there. So. Oh, fine, fine. <laughs> You're yeah, all right. too heavy. Yeah, that's absolutely yeah. fine. I remember coming home one day. Oh, no, I just heard this of like screaming from the kitchen. And it was, it was man screaming. <laughs> I begged him to get a plumber, my husband. And the next thing I saw him standing on the kitchen top, with boiling water shooting out of the boiler oh, God. and him sort of like trying to stop the water but it was like boiling hot and me just screaming at him for being incompetent saying no are you in a fucking plumber <laughs> and that was the scene and he hasn't done DIY since yeah do you know enough. what I'm not too proud to admit that I'm rubbish at it so if, if something needs to happen I will call a plumber or you know or a handyman or something it's just smart economics isn't it when you're going to end up paying for it anyway right yeah it's false yeah. economy to, to try and do it myself because it will take me four weeks to get around to it and then when I finally do I'll do it wrong and then the wife will go you are an idiot we yeah. should have just called someone in. 
Yeah. There's also this assumption that you just have to be really good at DIY. And it's like, <laughs> no, I literally work on the internet for a living. What on earth would make you think that I would be good with a nail? And also, you can Google it as much as you like. But when it comes to ha- when you've got a drill in your hand, it's, it's suddenly a different ball game. I just know? have no pride in that sort of work. And I respect people who do because I just can't do it. I can't do it. I painted a friend's wall once and every time I go around, I just notice this awful smear like a five-year-old's tried to paint nails for the first time. So I'm just like, that just acts as a reminder that uh, save up and pay somebody else mm-hmm. to do it. But what about, I mean, I've said this before on the podcast, my husband, I've, I've asked him before he dies to write, to go around and show me how to like do the heating <laughs> and like use the, not DVD, but like the skybox and yeah. stuff like that. And he f- refuses because he knows I'm, he's still of use to me. As a, yeah, you, yeah, he'll be obsolete. Yeah, yeah. Do you know that's the thing though. Like earlier this year, my my stepdad did pass away, and my mum called sorry. me. Yeah, it was, it was really awful. I'm sorry to really lower the tone. <laughs> um, but it, it it was um my mum bless her was like I don't know how to do anything. Yeah. So I had to go around and give her the basics of like the, doing the boiler, doing the she's got like solar panels, and I had to teach her to turn them on. And you know she had to call all the bank people, all the phone people. Well, God forbid I'm ever in that position, but can I call you? You can if, call me. Thank you. You can call me. Yeah. Yeah. Now you know a lot of stuff. I do know a lot of stuff, yeah. We've seen that in your new book. Yeah. 100, well, you know, 147 Things. And that, that's it, though. Which is the title of the book. Yeah, that's, that's my capacity. Tell me, tell me one thing that I need to know that you know. Well, do you know what? Uh, it's really hard to pick one thing. There's so much. One of my favourites is the first thing, which is actually probably the most number heavy. But it really fascinates me. Um, the, the chances of you specifically existing are so astronomically rare that it blows my mind. So there are, there's less chance of you existing than there are atoms in existence. Like, it boggles my mind. So think about it this way. So let's say your parents, right? Your, the chance of your parents meeting, and I forget the numbers exactly because they're in the book, but it's like, say, one in 20,000, right? They met at the, 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 the Aussie equivalent of the BT... What's the BT? You know, British Telecom. They met at the, oh, Auss- right. the, Auss- the Aussie version of that. Okay, what's, what's yeah. that called? The, the I don't know. It was called PMG back okay. then. It was well, a let, long time ago. They, they met a PMG, right? Yeah. So the chances of them meeting were like one in 20,000 or something. The chance of them tolerating each other long enough to actually have sex. Well, that's the thing I still can't get my head around. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> but, well, this yeah. is it. But yeah. then, but they're, and they're quite small. Ones, and then you get to the part where you have to... So a, a man will, will ejaculate. I forget the numbers again, oh, but it's Oh, don't millions. talk about my dad ejaculating. Well, this is the thing. It's, oh, Jim it's Chapman. In the, it's in the book. It's in the book. But there's numbers suddenly skyrocket but then you have to times that by um your your, your grandparents right <laughs> and then their parents and their parents <laughs> as far back as you can go and ends up being so crazy um that i had to start the book there because it was it was just i remember reading this thinking oh my god the chances of me because if it was a different sperm i wouldn't be me you know jim just so we're absolutely clear nobody in my family before me has ever had sex yes well, is it? My, my mum has done it three times, once for my big sister, once for my middle sister, and then once for my twin and I, and that's it. Splendous. After that, it all sealed shut. Absolutely. <laughs> my dirty buggers have done it four times. It's awful, isn't it? I've I, only done it once, though. I've got I've one child. I've yet to do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yet to do it. You know. I'm I mean, excited for that time, though. It depends. If, you know, if Game of Thrones isn't on, then fine. <laughs> but otherwise, I don't know. What I've, do you think? Well, I mean, I have an electric blanket now, so I'm obviously never having sex again. <laughs> Not that obviously I ever have before. Just go and make love to that electric blanket. Oh my God, Jess, Nobody would judge you. <laughs> I wore two dressing gowns to bed last night and my electric blanket. I can't do electric so blankets. No, I, I don't like them. them. I'm a bit scared of them. Yeah, and also I like, like, whenever I get into bed, I have to have my feet out 
of the of the duvet. Well, look at the size of you. That's that's just not optional, is it? The, <laughs> no, it's the not. feet hang out I, yeah. of any bed. I think yeah. I think it might. But yeah, I have to. My see, my wife is it, she sleeps in pajamas and a dressing gown, and she's like a little ball of. This toast. is female versus male body temperature, though. Cause yeah, my, yeah. my cat basically uses my husband as a sort of like portable battery pack, sort of giant hot water bottle. And but you can get electric blankets. Great news for Tanya, which is that they only work on one side of the bed. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm sort of like having a certain phase in life where without fail about two o'clock in the morning i have to fling the covers off in an absolute overheated fury yes so yeah so that's fun so no electric blanket for me why are we talking about this we came came here to talk about your book jim congratulations thank you it's out now we Mm. should just kind of get the basics covered before your publicist shoots an eyeball out of her head (laughs) sort of sitting back quietly in the background there but yes it's out now congratulations how long did it take you to write about a year So, I mean, I started, um, I remember starting, it was uh, August last year. Um, And then, but I finished it like two months before it came out because then you got the printing and the editing and all that stuff. Um, But yeah, I'm so proud of it. And the the way I look at it, it's kind of, it's like a user's guide to life. Um, So everything, whether it be the big things, like the chances of you existing or or, or I've written about my stepfather passing away or like domestic abuse or anxiety, all the little things like what came first, the chicken or the egg, um, the fact that kangaroos have the weirdest reproductive system in the world. um, That stuff, it all kind of gives me a bit of perspective. You know, you get home from work, you can be having a tough day or you can be at school and you've got exams and whatever and, and life can feel like it gets on top of you but I think taking a step back and realising that actually as a species we've been doing this for 200,000 years we're doing alright we're not dead yet you know so um, it, I think it kind of gives you a chance to sort of go do you know what all this stuff that's stressing me out doesn't actually mean that much. The stuff that's really important is, you know, the connection we have with, with the people around us. Kat, maybe you and I should get T-shirts that say, we're not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still living. Yeah. Still yes. alive. I mean, the in elephant there. in the room is that, you know, uh, as, as by the time this podcast comes out, people will know that uh, the whole structure of glamour is changing. Um, so, yes, it does. I think I might read your book for a bit of perspective on that. I can't really say much um, mm-hmm. and that, you know, we we don't, we're kind of like in this state of flux at the moment and we don't really know what's happening mm. yet. But we're still here. We're still kicking. Mm-hmm. And we're very happy that you're here. Are you going to play Hey, It's Okay with us? Absolutely. Hooray. <laughs> right, Jim Chapman, mm. you're, you're a friend of Glamour. You're sort of like part of the extended family. Yeah. So you know this is really sort of based this whole podcast thing on... The sort of stuff we talk about in features meetings. Sure. I have a feeling that you're going to have a lot to say. Okay. Particularly on this first. <laughs> is it okay to like someone, IRL, as the kids say, mm. in real life, but kind of secretly hate their social media persona? Yeah. Hard yes, right? Hard yes. I yeah. mean, the, the hardest yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have We're a lot of friends. We're all going to lose all our friends right now, aren't we? But yeah. <laughs> I won't name any names, but I have a lot of friends who, who do the same thing as me as a living. I mean, in, in various different ways, but you know that they, they live on the internet. And some of them in real life, my best friends, love them to pieces, um, and I've got nothing but time for them. Some of them on Twitter or Instagram or, or on video, I just have a little cringe and yeah. just think why why i mean i don't know i mean you guys you guys know me better than than i guess people who just watch my videos and, and haven't met me in real life but i like to think i'm pretty similar yeah um both on camera and in person i might be me plus 10 i, I would totally second that yeah i might yeah. be me plus a little bit more on camera because obviously i think that actually camera loses a bit of energy so you have yeah. to amp up a tiny bit yeah. um but i think i'm basically very much me i'm still a bit like risque sometimes with my jokes and, and a bit naughty but also a bit sarcastic but still very much honest 
some, so I think as time goes on, I, I realise some people who make content on the internet aren't like that. You know, some of my friends are very hilarious in real life, but then kind of not dumb themselves down, but make it very middle of the road yeah. um, to, to make sure that, you know, everyone's happy. And I get that from like a business perspective, but it's almost like every time you, you are then being social on the internet, you have to put on a different hat. And I just, I struggle with, with that myself. So you think some of them are being a bit more, um, even as individuals, a bit more corporate, a bit more, here's my brand. And I'm, and I'm going to be my brand, even if it means my soul recedes a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And, to be, and to be honest, I mean, I, I kind of got to a stage maybe like three years ago where, um, so I started doing this when I was 22. And I'm now 29, and the stuff I talk about is very different to the stuff I started talking about, because I've grown up, and mm. my, my attitudes have changed, things I'm into have changed. And I got to a point where I'd filmed a video, and um, it's one of my, my biggest videos out there, actually, and I was doing all sorts of crazy stuff. I was waxing my legs, and I think I waxed my armpits, and covered myself in butter, and got in an ice bath in the same video. I think I was also talking to squirrels or something random. But I uploaded that video thinking, I know that's going to get a lot of views, but also my dignity took a bit of a knock, and... <laughs> suddenly realized I must I'm probably was 25 26 and I was like you know what I need to step this up a bit I can't be doing the stuff I'm doing working with the brands I'm working with and hold my head high I need to kind of just mature so that's what I did I just yeah. I just grew up naturally um and I think a lot of people who are doing this now some of them are still really young some of them come straight out of school and, and are lucky enough to do this but some of them are getting a bit older and I, I just kind of think there's a choice you make whether you grow up more gracefully or you decide to, 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 to keep aiming for an audience that were really interested in you a few years back, but maybe less so now and trying to sort of, you know, stay younger. Yeah. There's some really interesting shorthand, I think, um, on various social media platforms. Like there's almost different languages and different mm. tones and it can be very easy to sort yeah. of slip into a certain tone yeah. and know that that will automatically get a load of likes and a load of reaction yeah. from people that really identify with that tone. Whereas really you might find that actually you're turning into something else and that your tone is changing do you yeah. do you think this is bad and i know i'm guilty of this myself i would definitely say that i'm myself on social media mm-hmm. um obviously for many years i've represented a brand so i have to be mindful of that but i i think i'm slightly different people on facebook on instagram on twitter um i don't think that means i'm insincere no, but I, I, but, I, but I, a... I definitely look at them as different channels that do different things. Yeah, but you're also kind of constrained by the limits of that channel. Yeah. So when it comes to, uh, to Twitter, you've got 140 characters, so you have to yeah. be quite witty and quite quick. Um, oh. <laughs> you know, even if you're not, I'll you've got to try. I'll keep, keep trying. trying. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, Facebook, you can do kind of a bit more long form. You can write yeah. paragraphs if you want to. Instagram is picture-based. So you kind of have different aspects of you on display, but it's still very much you. If, you, if you're my Facebook friend, then you know the really real me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. I, where I, it doesn't matter. I don't have to be Joe Elvin employee as yeah. well as Joe Elvin. Well, that's yeah. the, uh, Twitter, uh, there's, a, there's a really interesting sort of subgenre of Twitter, which is anonymous Twitter, where people will often have locked like pseud- pseudonymous accounts yeah. for them to engage in a completely different way than they would do normally. I'm really interested, though, what are each of your like ultimate social media crimes? I am the one the one thing that really makes me go, oh, why do I know somebody who uses this is the mm, blushing emoji, yeah. which every time I see it makes me want to kill people with a spoon like Alan Rickman. And I actually bo- use that sometimes. Yeah, I, I use yeah. that. I, I <laughs> quickly retract everything I've ever said. I think my, mm. my favorite emoji is the crying, laughing one. Yeah, because I'm just such a happy person all the time. <laughs> everything makes me loll away. But I think my most hated thing is the humble brag. I absolutely mm. hate... But that's how I read the blushing emoji. It's just right. like, okay. I'm so sweet and cute and lovely. I mean, I don't know why I won this Oscar. That sort of... You know, it's like, I can't bear it. I actually can't 
bear it. That's sort of like trying to, you know, trying to fall over yourself to show everybody how modest you are, but mm-hmm. desperate for everybody to know this amazing thing that's happened. Yeah, I think that you're either humble or you're not. Yeah. Don't try to, to be somewhere in the middle. Yes, um, and that's the thing. I'd rather someone just said, whoa, look at me, look what I did, rather than try and pretend that they thought it was nothing. You just want people to be consistent, though, don't yeah. you? Yeah. It's like yeah. what yeah. both of you are saying is that you're yourselves on your accounts. Um, whereas, like, my Instagram suffers a lot by the fact that, obviously, I, for now, work at Glamour, but I also love horse riding right. and also love food and also love my cat and all that sort of stuff. So there's no real consistency for the cat lovers or the diehard Glamourites or anything like that. But you, you but do just want to the, get that. The complicated somebody. splendor of cat. <laughs> I mean, it's quickly like, you writes know. on LinkedIn yeah. immediately. Yeah, but um, I don't know if this. If I really, I think if I get to the point where on social media I'm thinking, oh God, you're a doofus. I actually can't engage, and I tend yeah. to sort of cull in that way. I, I have muted a number of people. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, I kind of get it in a way. You know, when I kind of made the conscious decision to, to do the stuff I'm doing now, I got much less likes, and I get loads less views on my YouTube channel now, but for me, they're much more important views, because they're the people that really genuinely care. And you're not second-guessing everything that you do. And Yeah, yeah. but there is a point, there was a point for me, when I made that change a few years back, where suddenly I decided to change my approach, and my views really plummeted. And at the time, I made my money from views. And, and it was it was kind of a popularity contest. And that's how you knew how successful you were. And yeah. suddenly it all dropped. And I was like, oh, no, do I have to keep being sort of quirky and relatable? I've got to get those squirrels back in. Yeah, totally. Or, or can I yeah. do the stuff I, I want to do? And I think I kind of stuck to my guns purely because I had to. Because I, was, I, I didn't want to keep uploading the stuff I was uploading. Mm. And, you know, walk around the street with my head held high. Yeah. Knowing that. Five minutes earlier, I was covered in butter. So, um, tell me more about the squirrels. What happened there? <laughs> I can't really remember. It was a while ago now, but I seem to. Were so... any squirrels harmed in the making no of your most seem... liked YouTube video? I seem to remember this was a video where I. It's called a dare video. Basically, you tweet, you tweet in, and, and people will um, dare you to do stuff. And one of the dares was to go and talk to squirrels. So I just went to Hyde Park and was just trying to chase the squirrels around. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just impressed you managed to get close enough to a yeah. squirrel to say hello. I mean, I'm very tall, so I'm kind of at eye level for a lot of them. You know. Perfect. Yeah, I'm going to seek that out. I must, I must admit, I haven't seen <laughs> Please that Please don't one. watch it. Please don't watch it. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Is it okay, Cat Brown, Jim Chapman, my very special guest today, to refuse to join the, oh, I'm just so stressed and busy cult. Is, is it okay to like not buy into that? Because I think there is some sort of weird shame in not being so busy mm. and stressed. You must be busy and stressed, right? Yeah. Do you know what? I put this one on my list of things to talk about because as of last week, I've decided to change my tune because I'm so sick of saying it. Oh, God, I'm really busy and stressed because who isn't? So I'm really not fortunate. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that busy at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really fortunate doing what I do for a job and it's loads of fun and yes I do get really busy and yes it's quite stressful sometimes but I had a new, an epiphany last week where I'd actually just been really ill for a, for a few days and was feeling pretty miserable and then I started to feel better and thought to myself why am I doing this to myself I got ill because I'd overworked and I thought I should really enjoy the stuff I was doing the, the reason what part of the reason I got ill is I was in New York doing a really amazing job hanging out of a helicopter and it was all that just, would make me. Ill. I mean, I had a really great time, but it was kind of like the the the, uh, the nail in the coffin for me because I've just been. I had so much on at the time, having to add another thing just kind yeah. of really got to me. Uh, and then the flight home, I was like, oh, I don't feel so good. But then I, it occurred to me when I felt better, like, oh my god, I was hanging out of a helicopter. That's so freaking cool. Um, so I've decided now to just sort of embrace it all and stop saying I'm so busy and stressed because. You know, it doesn't achieve anything by doing that. It makes you feel a bit shit about everything. And it makes everyone else think, oh, God, aren't we all? I'd rather be that ray of sunshine going, hey, it is okay. We're busy, but busy's good. I think it requires a, a huge amount of confidence to be able to go, nah, fine. Yeah, I'm just going to, you know, sit down for a bit this afternoon. Yeah. Yes, I, think I agree. For a long time, particularly in your career, you have to be busy all the time because you have to be seen to be hustling, to be deserving of what you're achieving and to be constantly striving for something else, which is probably why everybody burns out by the time they're about 31 and just has to have a little bit of a sit down for about mm. three months before going on but to that, the next stage. That is something I can't do. I can't sit and do nothing. Mm. Um, I It really makes me anxious, actually. If I, if I feel like I'm not moving forward and doing something, even if I'm sitting there, I have to have like my laptop or I have to to have an activity I'm doing. Um, but my new thing is at least not saying that I'm super busy. You know, <laughs> even if I am super busy, I want to just kind of embrace it and accept it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I think. I, I think that um, it's fine. I just, I, I don't like it that, that catch all. There's always this competition. Who's the most busy? Mm-hmm. Who's the most stressed? And yeah. I find that, uh, I find that in itself quite exhausting and that you, you've almost like an insecurity, like you can't be that important if you're not really super busy and stressed. And actually it can be quite the opposite. Yeah. I also feel like stress is kind of a mindset, you know, if you yeah. tell yourself you're stressed, then you're stressed. But actually if you compartmentalize and you realize that you can't possibly get everything done in a day, do it tomorrow, you know, and yeah. just sort of be positive and think how cool your job is and how lucky you are and stop whinging about how stressed you are because, you know, it's not going to achieve anything. But what if you don't have a really cool job and you're busy and stressed? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. You do have, to most mm. people's like, the dream, right? And I'm sure there are days when it's a real slog. Yeah. But I guess, what would we advise people who really hate their job but they're also really busy and stressed? I would this- say do a little less. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if, if, Phone if, it in. If your job's not Take that, the piss. Yeah, if your job's not that... It's, it's not that satisfying. There is more to life. So obviously you've got to work to pay your bills. You know, I'm not pretending you, you can just afford to live on nothing. But 
don't let it stress you. Just do a little less, you know? Because what's really important is the time you have with outside of work screw, if work is killing you. Screw the man. Screw the man. Screw the man. Yeah. Stick it to the man. Yeah. I think, um, my husband actually gave me the most amazing bit of advice uh, a while ago because I am very, I can be very focused and too much in my own head about things mm-hmm. a lot. Me too. And, um, and he was just like, do you know what? Probably nobody else notices this as much as you do. So just, you know, don't do it. Do you know what's a really good piece of advice, actually? Just just remembering that no one cares. Yeah. If you're, you know, you're that busy in stress, so is everyone else. No one cares how busy and stressed you are. So stop, mm. stop saying it. Yeah, you everybody's know? just thinking about themselves and wanting, totally. you know, in a, in a good way, wanting to get their own shit done. Yeah. We should possibly sort of caveat that if you are feeling like really busy and stressed and like you can't cope, there's good, you must address that. Oh, God. Do you know oh, what I mean? Totally, yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. started seeing a therapist again a few weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, my, my Monday or Wednesday trips to dear Mrs. Tiggywinkle, as I call her, are absolutely fantastic. Because mm. they just, you know, they give you, they give you an opportunity just to, you know, offload and, and, you know, find new coping mechanisms for things. And wh- whether it is actually going to see a paid professional, which sounds very dodgy, and I've literally just said it, or <laughs> having a chat with a mate or, yeah. you know, yeah. chatting to your housemates or, you know, sitting down playing FIFA and just having a chat without looking at each other yeah, do you know there are all these ways of doing it totally right I, I see someone maybe once every week and a half every two weeks and it was actually her that suggested to me to stop going because I, I always whenever I see her I'm like oh I'm so busy and stressed and she was like stop this stop doing that to but yourself. also Jim I, I mean the idea I think I'm a huge advocate of therapy but I think in your profession God, another obligation to talk. <laughs> it must be just yeah. for me. It'd be just sort of like zipping my mouth and like sitting in a dark room might be yeah, the answer for you. Totally right, but um, it does. It actually really helps because she's she doesn't care about the other stuff. Right. She cares about yeah. me as a human being. Yeah. So whereas I've got a lot of pressure on me from people going, you've got to do this by that day, and you have to have written this many words and taken that many photos and filmed that video. She's just like you know what, let's forget about all that. How are you? What's going on in your head? Because it's such a particular, um, unique pressure mm. for social media stars, isn't it? You, well, yeah, you, they still you, exist. There's such an expectation that you're on mm. all the time. Where's that video? Why hasn't he posted? Mm. Yeah. That feeling that everybody knows you and can just run up to you in the street. So that must take its toll sort of like having to be yeah. that guy all yeah, the time totally. and the thing is this this job didn't really exist until my generation of people yeah. made it a thing so there's a few of us in the uk probably 10 15 of us at sort of the the, the top level who are have found themselves with you know with this sort of influence i suppose and, and this audience who who genuinely care now i like i like my channel to be a happy place whether you're whether it's like a daily vlog and i just feel documenting my day or whether you're learning about what trousers are cool right now, or you see me baking, whatever. I like to think that people can get home from a day of work or school or whatever and just be like, I would hate to unload my problems on them. So I try to be quite happy uh, on my channel. But that's not to say that I always feel happy. And in fact, if I feel a bit shit, I just won't bother filming that day because there's no point putting yourself through it. Um, But I've definitely, now I've got a bit older, I I have got a much better work-life relationship. And I know now a bit went to kind of down tools for a few days it just comes from experience doesn't it i think so yeah here's a unique situation i'm going to be quite stressed soon about not being busy (laughs) you and me both joe what do we do in these circumstances we drink a lot of coffee don't we coffee shops with maybe something a bit of a snifter in yeah roll on november sober october feels very long right now and then we might see more of what we're going to talk about next Woohoo! yeah I'm really excited to talk about this. I put this one on the list and I don't know what I think, but is it okay, Jim Chapman, Cat Brown, is it okay to believe in ghosts? I think it is. Yeah, weirdly, with 
my outlook on life, I shouldn't because I'm quite a scientist. I, I, I analyse things and I overthink. And I've always thought that when you go, you go and worms eat you or you get cremated or whatever. And that's it. You know, well, that's you, no fun. you've had your time. But actually, I've, I've had a few experiences where I feel like there's more. I'm so jealous. See, I've, I have no reason to believe in ghosts. Mm. I've never seen one. Never had anything like an even half spooky experience. But I just want them to be true. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I think I think there is a great call to say that in certain areas of the world they are true, because ultimately it's people's beliefs and people's thoughts that makes the idea of ghosts ghosts either attractive or credible or, or ultimately believed in. So, for example, in in Japan, you know, lots of people believe in ghosts, and it's a real just accepted thing that they are part of the structure. Whereas, as as Britain, for example, becomes increasingly secular, there is less of that, mm-hmm. but. I don't know. I've I've got a very overactive imagination, and rather than thinking of like the the gorgeous sort of like white sheeted traditional ghost idea, there are places that you go to where you do feel a bit like, oh, I should probably leave now. It feels like there are other people that would like I'm to be so here more jealous. than me. But again, <laughs> yeah, never seen anything, never yeah. had that. But I, it's, it's just that thing at the back yeah. of your mind. I can share a story with you, please. Um, <laughs> I love okay. a ghost story. So where I my my first ever house when I where I grew up in is in a little hamlet called Wilby. And there was like four houses there and a horse on on this. Uh, you'd love it actually, Kat. This sounds great. <laughs> There's a horse already. on this little green. Um, and so this is bef- this is the house was built before my time. I, I from what I believe what i've heard my family made that house it was like there's one sort of part of the house that's already there an existing structure and the rest of the house is made on it um and there was this one room which actually happened to be the old part of the house that no one went in not my mum no one uh, and the adjoining bathroom was also just had this awful feeling about it mm. and i remember always walking in there we would keep basically random stuff in there it's a spare room but no one stayed in but i remember often going in there to get something and i would try to get swing the door open, run in, get what I needed and run back out again before the door closed on me because I was terrified I'd never get back out. And the wow. minute you'd walk in there, you'd get, in fact, I'm getting a chill now thinking about it. The minute you walk in there, you got this awful feeling. Now, one time we had these guests over and the guests didn't want to stay in that room because they had a weird feeling about it too. So my mum put my twin brother and I in there thinking, they're kids, they won't know, it's totally fine. Um, but how old were you? Uh, well, this is before it all went south with my, with my dad and everything. So I would have been six maybe right, okay um, and already you just nobody had said oh that no room's haunted yeah. but you just had a weird feeling just had a weird or yeah. my twin brother too and i remember yeah. laying there in bed didn't sleep a wink that night we curled up next to each other me and my brother and i remember feeling someone sit on the end of the bed um and at that point we both went oh my god and we just froze said nothing and i could hear people like outside the window knocking on the glass and stuff and it was honestly so bloody scary that we were up all night and in the morning my mum i spoke to my mum was like i'm not staying in there again that was awful she later confessed to me, not then, because I was too young to really understand it, she later confessed to me that she would never go in there either because she exactly the same thing happened oh to her Oh, my one God. Time. Oh. It just, yeah, you, uh, someone just came and sat on the end of the bed. Same thing to her. And that's why we ended up sleeping in there because the adults didn't want to. <laughs> did, did you? Yeah, I mean, you know, the kids will... They'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Totally chilled. Did, did you ever get that investigated or...? No, I mean, I, I don't think so. Maybe Who my, do you ask? Yeah, see, my, my the sister... The priest! Have you not seen a horror <laughs> film in your life? What are you on about? Come on. My, yeah. my, my, one of my sisters, so Nick, who is my big little sister hello she's, nick. She's we love you, nick. Yeah, yeah she's great she's kind of very spiritual and she believes that sort of stuff so if anyone was going to it would have been her but i don't think we ever did i think we then we moved out of the house afterwards but yeah there, there are just little things like that really kind of that is to me evidence a friend a friend of mine was lying in bed with her husband and she said to him will you stop 
breathing like that? And he said, I thought it was you. Oh. And, so, and, they were, and they were both sort of like hearing this. And turned on the light and there was nothing there. Uh, at my 10th um, mm. birthday party, I had a sleepover and me and all my girlfriends were all very, very overexcited because it was like ooh, nine o'clock and we were still up or whatever. And um, we were absolutely cut short by this tapping at the window. And uh, everybody screamed, obviously. And really meanly, seeing as it was my birthday, I was made to go to the window and open the curtains. But though, anyway, so we opened it and there was nothing there. So we were like, God, well, you know, it's dark outside and there's just a lot of country there. So let's just shut it because that's actually more frightening. Something yeah. might run out. Anyway, yeah. and it happened again twice. And each time it was just awful. But the third like time, it. no, the third time I was much faster and I opened it and it was a fucking Lego man on a piece of string because my brother had uh. dropped it from his bedroom window. <laughs> uh. And uh, I went upstairs and, and beat seven shades of crap out of him. Yeah. Creepy as hell. But, uh, that was amazing. I mean, well that's, done, that's the only response. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but, but more seriously, though, my um, my in-laws live in a, be- a beautiful house in, um, in in Oxfordshire, and their 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 dining room. Every time I go in there, I say hello to something, and I hope you're well. I've no idea what to or something, mm-hmm. but it just feels like something I have to do. It's like that. Ama- I totally get in, no, that. in no other but room. That's it's just yeah. like it's just you know as a as a courtesy. Like that amazing um, Robert the Doll story. Have you ever seen? Oh my gosh! There's a film coming out. That's a documentary. There's in um, Key West, Florida, behind glass. There's a like a 19th century uh, little toy sailor doll about the same size as a little boy. Right. And um, it's a very high, hugely documented case of a like a charmed or possessed doll. And um, the, even the museum curators apparently advise that you introduce yourself to the doll if you go and visit it and Ugh. reassure the doll that you're not there to mock it because people who have come in to mock the doll or the doll thinks is mocking them have um, meet terrible ends no. or have terrible things happen. And actually, there's also a wall of apologies to Robert the doll because that if you write Robert the doll a letter to say you're sorry for this you know, sort of like ridiculing him, then he will lift that the curse. Is awful, and it is the creepiest ass doll you have ever seen in your life. Google it. I'm telling you, you won't sleep tonight. I don't want to go- find him. I don't want to Google him. Uh, <laughs> can I, uh, on on a slightly different note, on a on a friendly ghost note? Um, since my stepdad passed away in February, weirdly, I have felt him. Um, oh, but that's lovely. Yeah, and it feels and it's lovely. It doesn't feel terrifying, yeah. but like sometimes I just sort of I'll be I'll be driving or something, or I'll be totally on my own, and I just get like a little feeling like a familiar you know how you just when you when you're with someone you get you just kind of feel their energy just get a, a little feeling and my mum's the same she, she's yeah. she's and weirdly i'm not that spiritual but i still kind of get that and who are we to deny that if that is useful yeah. and of comfort and totally do you know what i mean i think that's wonderful yeah my, and i'm my sorry wife for your I, loss yeah thank you my, my wife and i both dreamt about him the other night as well and i just sort of thought well maybe maybe he visited i don't know yeah. well, it's weird that we both dreamt of him the same night because yeah. you know I, I think about him a lot and, and I've got pictures of him in my house and I often just sort of look at them and you know just kind of give him a little wink or something yeah. but it, it's, it's really interesting that every once in a while you just sort of have a little familiar feeling that someone someone's around it's really nice well and that makes I want to believe that mm, I do that's yeah I don't want to believe um, that my daughter used to have a visitor that she called the funny <laughs> nana oh no the funny nana came to see me last night I don't like that it's like when um, yeah. you, you know when when, you've, when when babies if you've got a baby or you're babysitting or something or you've got a dog or a cat and they look past you oh it's hideous over your shoulder and just stare at something yes. like oh yeah i hate that i don't like that at all luckily my dog's stupid and she doesn't do any of that stuff she just only looks at me or she's asleep oh mine does my well, my, my cat she oh, basically I think cats just suddenly looks like a, that. Mm. she just sits there like an owl with headlamps gazing at a bit on the wall and i'm yeah. just like 
Oh, please be as but I think there. cats are kind of eternally spooky, aren't they? Because you know, since the Egyptian times, they've been sort of that, that link to the afterlife. So if anyone's going to get it, if anyone's going to see that, oh stuff bless her, Ambridge is far too stupid to be a conduit to anything. About right. But I, I hate the way their eyes go when it's really sunny. Well, kind of, when they go like sort of really reflective and, freaks me out. Yeah. I, mean, actually, yeah. I was just trying to think, and I was just like, I they don't go think like it you know, has been really sunny the, in Stretton. <laughs> but the iris goes like like a little thin oh, slit. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah, it's when um, uh, she was sitting. I think because I was feeling a bit sorry for myself last night, and she just came and sat on my chest and stared at me for fifteen solid minutes. So, and actually, it was really nice. You like, will cheer up. You will, she cheer, will up. cheer up. And then, <laughs> yeah. so we had a cuddle for about fifteen minutes, and then after that, she was just like, hmm, and then turned around and just shoved her bum in my face and went to sleep. And I was she was just like. And My work here is done. That's the best you get with cats, though, isn't it? Exactly. You should be jolly well grateful yeah. for that. <laughs> Jim Chapman, it's been an absolute delight Thank having you. Thank you for having me. Um, come back to the pod cupboard for as long as it I'd shall exist. Any t- <laughs> anytime you like. Go and get Jim Chapman's book, 147 Things. It is... A journey of enlightenment. I talk about ghosts in it, actually. Yeah. Speaking of ghosts, I should have, I should have plugged it a bit harder, but hey, buy it anyway. It's really good. You know, you know, <laughs> this is, I'll, I'll do the work for you. I'll do the thanks. heavy lifting. But um, yes, thanks a lot. Thank you, Jim Chapman and Kat Brown. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.